As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that's up to this, that, and other vague things to fill this conversation, it's Sifpod. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. <laughs> Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. <laughs> no, papa. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and I... I don't know. I made myself laugh. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. <laughs> Do you need time? Do you need time to finish? <laughs> no, it was, I just... I was thinking about how awful that line was, and well, I was going to use it as <laughs> so Yes, yes, yes. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and I'm a banana, and he's just another banana. Two bananas. Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. Ahoy! And each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. Half the people here think he's crazy. The other half think he's a rock star. Fortunately, I'm one of the latter. It's Ian Whittington, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! get pucks. Hey! <laughs> uh, good to have you back, Ian. Welcome to the show. To uh, picked a great week for you to hang out with us and talk about oh, movies. Um, didn't we just? So it's interesting this week. We've got a couple interesting things going on. Number one, we just picked mm. a Netflix movie out of thin air uh, called Interceptor. <laughs> That's just all the rage right now <laughs> that we're going to talk and about. I got, I got 40 minutes into this movie and I was like, why did he pick this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, usually quite distinguished. You know, it was we i almost assigned the cronenberg movie and then i was like neither andrew or i are big fans of like body horror and that kind of stuff and nobody wants to hear us talk about uh you know that movie so what else is out there uh and speaking of what else is out there we're also going to go back in time a little bit this came out a few weeks ago uh maybe two weeks ago, Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus is getting a ton of buzz. Lots of people talking about it, so we did want to do a review of that, kind of get your thoughts uh, on that as well. We'll do a best ever challenge, uh, best ever movies that combine live action with animation uh, in honor of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Of course, we'll do some buried treasure as well. But if you guys are ready, we'll get right into it. Oh, let's do Do it. it. Guys, let's talk about Interceptor. (laughs) 
We're the only interceptor platform protecting from a nuclear missile attack. We have a situation. Unauthorized missile removal. What the hell's going on up there? We are under attack! You up for this? Don't worry about me, sir. Interceptor, what is your status? Seven terrorists seized our vessel, and they tried to take the command center. I have contained or killed everyone else on this vessel. And we control 16 nuclear missiles. I need to disable your command center, so I will be getting into that room. You want this room? An army lieutenant uses her years of tactical training to save humanity from 16 <laughs> nuclear missiles launched at the no, U.S. <laughs> as a violent coordinated attack simultaneously threatens her remote missile interceptor station. Uh, this is on Netflix. Um, it comes to us uh, via... I don't know. <laughs> no, I think Via I do. Actually, the the one of the co-writers of this movie, his name is uh, uh, Stuart Beatty, and mm-hmm. the only thing I knew him from is he wrote one of my favorite movies of all time, Collateral, with Jamie Foxx oh, and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. But the but it was also co-written by the director Matt Riley, who we know from Nothing. Uh, Matt Riley. Matt Riley writes novels about this kind of stuff, and I think is now turning his own novels into movies. Uh, Elsa Pataki, who plays the lead in this movie, is married to Chris Hemsworth, and so he produced this movie ah. and you know kind of helped get this off the ground, and probably Things has a lot to do with now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> certain possible cameos. Kind of make a little bit more sense now. Uh, Let's talk about Interceptor, guys. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Ian, you get to start. Oh, high side of loved it. (laughs) I get it. I get it. So, um, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I definitely didn't not not did like it. It is low side of okay. 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 Andrew, what about you? I hated it, and I hate you for making me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the hate is so strong, it has carried over. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, listen, <laughs> there are just times in a moviegoer's life where you're just like, this may be one of the most terrible things I've ever seen, <laughs> and yeah. how am I having so much fun? I yes! like, I like how. Oh, I'm how so happy for you. <laughs> I was about to fight you, Aaron. I was about to fight you on that point, but no, I'm right there with you. I, I, it, listen. I'm, I'm going to go with low side of liked it. I know is that's this an crazy. MST3K yeah, type crazy. of like if they did an MST3K <laughs> yes. version of this? Yes. This yeah. is, and I hesitate to use the phrase "so bad it's good." I hesitate to use that because oh no, it's not. It's, I, I, I it's honestly different. think there are reasons I come away being entertained. I do think there are reasons. Mm-hmm. I come away being entertained. They, they they are not some of the reasons I come away going, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> like some of the acting, some of the dialogue, some of those things. But there are reasons I come away being entertained. So I'm going to let it stretch into the low side of liked it. That's probably ridiculous. But listen, when I got done, I was like, kind of glad I watched that. I had fun. Yes. My wife and I got to laugh. My, my wife and I would just look at each other and just like, did they really just say that? Did they really yes. just do that? See, I think you watched it under the perfect scenario. Then Correct. I, I Correct. could imagine watching this with somebody and then having somebody to riff on off of it with and that's riff mm-hmm. is not a you know a plug of you know the other riff thing tracks. I do mm-hmm. riff tracks yeah. yeah but uh you know if they were to uh 
I watch this by myself. Uh, Ian, I don't know how you watch this if you watch this with... Watch it on my own, so just call me a lunatic. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't have anybody, honestly, like, like I was, like, into this meeting, like, okay, we got to get close to being done. And then I, like, moved my mouse because I was watching it on my computer. And I had 45 minutes left. And that's when I got really mad at Aaron. That's when I really got Because I was oh, thinking, is he picking this? Because I didn't know about the Elsa Hemsworth connection. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, wait, did he pick this because he thought... Chris was like a bigger character in this I thought, movie. It, I thought it was an extraction sequel. I didn't know yeah. what was going on. Was that what that yes. movie was called? Extraction? I was yeah. yes, I was waiting for a, a backdoor sequel tie-in to extraction <laughs> yeah. where he was gonna burst in through the doors and save the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Talk about the fun cheese of this movie that I missed out on. Ian, why don't you kick us off? What are you 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 said you were entertained as well, so what are some <laughs> You're of your not thoughts? <laughs> I, I, I still put this into okay. I couldn't yeah. bring myself into like because I, I I absolutely will never watch this movie again. And this is the it is I really don't like using the sentence badly acted, but it has some of the worst line delivery and acting that I have ever 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 seen like it is so like cd movie levels of like it's find like, it in a dvd basket in best buy somewhere it is like early early era faith-based films where they, they had non-actors <laughs> like doing cheese i want to see some of these faith-based films <laughs> but it's so it's sometimes characters will say a line and the only way you can get away with them saying the line is if someone else in the room rolls their eyes and says, oh, I can't believe you're mm-hmm. being so cheesy. None of that happens no. in this movie. Every- they stick the landing. Yep. They just keep going. They're just like, you are a bad person. And it's just like, move on to well, the next thing. Aaron, because uh, I didn't know this about, uh, I already forgot his name and I apologize, uh, Michael Riley or Matthew Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you said that he was a writer for like uh, novels so. and stuff like that. I believe so. Well, you know, there's a huge difference between writing a novel and then writing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yes. a, a screenplay because I think what he did is he's like, well, I'm just going to turn all of my inner monologue and narration into dialogue for these characters. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do that, you're making the character say, it's like, I could see them thinking that, but having them say it yes. out loud is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and great. yeah, it took me right back to my uni days where me and my housemate would get there was like this terrible pizza place right around the corner from us, and you could get this huge, huge pizza for it was like three pounds. It was so, so cheap. Wow, and we would deliberately pick the worst movie, <clears throat> the worst action movie we could find that neither of us had ever heard of and it would just be it wouldn't even have like nick cage or liam neeson in it it would oh, be that's too completely good. unheard of too good yeah and this is exactly the kind of film that we would watch and we would have such a good time with it and yeah it's terrible but it's the action isn't bad the action is fine there's some like shocking techniques that they use it just reminded me of an under siege film um, where it's all about throwing a hammer in someone's eye. Oh, this has Seagal written all over it. It really does. And I kind of miss that. It's so rare to see those movies anymore. You can, if you want one of those movies that's actually good, like, and not like, you know, entertaining in the way Ian and I are kind of, you know, winking at this movie a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. This is like, this is like the terrible version of something like Cop Shot, 
right? Like Cop Shop is like Cop Shop is great. Is yes. a great yeah, Cop movie. Shop's really good. But it's yes. kind of this kind of thing, right? Like where it's yeah. like you yeah. know, um, yeah. Somebody Sorry, gave a low budget, like a, a B grade director, uh, an A grade movie's budget. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. did, they didn't know how to translate that money into anything else besides you know. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for single location movies, which this largely is. Um, it's real time. This is this takes place yeah, in real time. It is. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. It's so great that it does that, and it's it's panic room, <clears throat> but at sea and with nukes. And I don't know what more I could want. <laughs> well, since we're talking about other than some actors, I, I will tell you the reason. Um, the reason I, I I don't say it's so bad, it's good. I really genuinely think this story is actually interesting. I genuinely think, like, if you took the skeleton of this idea, this concept, mm-hmm. and even the execution of the plot, like the basic mm-hmm. plot of this, and you actually write good dialogue. <laughs> and you have somebody like, like Charlize Theron playing yes, the leader. Yes, yes, perfect. Yes. I think this would be an incredible movie. I think the story is actually good and interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way things happen, I, I will say this, as bad as the dialogue is, as bad as some of the acting is, I still was like, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, I wonder, really? like, I wonder, like, how, I, I mean, I knew what oh, was going to happen. I just yeah. mean, like, how it's going to happen. Like, I was engaged mm. in the story, in the plot. Yeah. I didn't bank on how quickly they were going to get into the room. Yes, and I thought that was a nice little turn. And then get back into yes. it. And I was like, we've still I've, got an hour left. Yeah, spe- so speaking of which, it's a little bit spoilery. I'll just say oh, this. Sorry. No, we are not going to no, worry about is. spoiling this movie. Yeah. Listen, okay, like, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, there may be three. They win. There, there may be five other people that have seen it other than us so like, it's, like you know who those people cares. were the editors the hemsworth family it's just the, the, the hemsworth, hemsworth family and the editors yeah my goodness that this was, is that was, this is a p- perfect example of welcome to netflix you're greenlit oh it 100 yeah. is or hey i will only do extraction two if you let me make this movie with my sure. wife is exactly what happened to get this movie made yeah it could be Um, be. it's fun when you can pinpoint the exact second that a movie loses you and it lost me so quickly because it's when everything starts to go wrong and somebody says is this a prank this is a drill and your, your general man says if this was real, we would get a phone call from NATO. Ring, ring. At the same time as the phone started, I was like, here yeah. we go. Yep. Yeah. Jen did the same thing. My wife did the same yes. thing. As soon as that line was delivered, she went, ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So uh, good. Yeah. It is, it, is, uh, it is a beautiful thing. When my wife becomes hyper aware of how cheesy and terrible a a movie is, because she'll just like, she will look at me, she'll be like, This is really bad, right? (laughs) Yes. This isn't me being ignorant. This is a bad movie. This is really (laughs) cheesy stuff, right? I'm like, Yes, yes, it really is. It's, it's, uh, one of the aspects of this movie, and I would say it's like one of the main driving forces of the movie. I don't know if it's, I'll say that it has to deal with, uh, women in you know the military and sexual harassment and, and stuff like that yeah i don't know if it's just the way it, the bad acting i don't know if that was the cause but part of it felt insulting and that's coming from so, a straight white man sure but like sure you know mm-hmm. it's like it, it doesn't feel like felt it felt like it was written by a straight white man trying to be woke, if that's a, a too, not too derogatory a term. Yeah, no, I understand exactly what you're saying. There is there is something that can happen 
when it, it doesn't feel uh, nuanced enough to really deliver yeah. the message that it wants yeah. to deliver. I totally it's like, understand hey guys, what you're saying. This movie's an ally, just so mm-hmm. you know. Right. And you it know, can it's... and it can it, both things can be true. The movie can botch mm-hmm. that and also it could still it can still be very very important <clears throat> that we take it seriously and understand the met. Like both of those I things can, can be true mm-hmm. and are true. Um so yeah, so I understand exactly uh what you would mean by that, Andrew. I think that's um that's definitely there as well. Um yeah. I do have another th- uh, positive in the pro column. Uh, that I want to throw out there. Uh, you mentioned the action's not all that bad. It's also kind of visually interesting at times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I there's. Do you guys did did Elsa do that like American Ninja Warrior stuff like that like one armed like yes it yeah. looked like she really did it looks like, like she really, it really did, did. It. yeah uh huh like she it, it's obvious she was green screened over something but like the physical sure, action sure. of her doing that looked that real like it looks yeah. like she was cropped from actually doing it and they just put mm-hmm. it in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I think she did yeah. that, and I mean, her and Chris are gonna have like, you know, the next like superhuman children, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, other beautiful, thoughts. Beautiful, beautiful children. Um, Andrew, do you you hate it too much to talk about it more? Or do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, what did you guys think about? And I always forget his name. It's Luke Bracy. I remember him from uh. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Mm. Yeah, he like he was the uh, he was the bully, but then he became uh, Andrew Garfield's friend in Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, he's, so he's the villain in this movie. These you know? movies can they get notched up another level when you have a really, really, really great bad guy, re- mm-hmm. a proper scary, intimidating villain, yeah. which this movie does not have. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it felt like he was painfully trying to deliver his lines as a villain, as opposed to He's, just being yeah. a well, you know, fleshed out character. And the, the it kind of links back to what you said in the middle of the movie when he has the almost de- defending what de- defending her as a soldier and like drawing a light on what the army did to her and saying we're actually the good guys here and you shouldn't back the army. That like it felt. I don't really know what he was going for there. Like it was such an overreach of what the bad guy was going for and what the the movie was trying to do. It just yeah. it felt we're going to have a speech in the in the middle here, and it's not really going to make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> that's all. That's all you've got to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think I can adequately express. We've we've mentioned it, but I just want to really. Hold the nail into the wood and hammer it home. I don't think we can adequately express how terrible the dialogue is in this movie. Like how cheesy, how over the top, how predictable. Like everything about this dialogue is terrible. Your eyes will roll into the back (laughs) of your stomach. They will go so far down you will lose them. And it's delivered so sincerely. That's the thing. Everybody is says, selling it, man. It's so sincere. Yes. She really believes it. It's like, F you. <laughs> just like, that's all you've got to say? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Oh, there was bad. one dialogue. I forget what it was. It was so bad, but it was her delivering, like, he says something, and then she looks at him, and she delivers this line of defiance. And the words that she was saying, it was so gut-wrenchingly terrible 
I mm-hmm. yeah. I think I blacked it out, and that's why well, I can't remember it. And it's and it's God, not just never our, open this door. <laughs> it's not just our leads. I mean, every character that that comes into this thing is so over the top, has such the stupidest things to say. Uh, the whole presidential <laughs> council was just oh, a joke. Like the we got a game guy. theorist here. That's right, the game theory guy. He's like. 14%. I don't like your chances at fourteen percent, and then oh, the movie later at the on, end, he's like, fourteen percent, fourteen percent, guys. How about I'll that? <laughs> Do you I think, like, right, after but... those actors delivered those lines, like some of them, they just walked away going, ah, "I just need to get my SAG card. I just need to get my SAG <laughs> yeah, card." No, no, no. I, I just it. wonder in some of these situations, like if if the direction is just like, nope, and not cheesy ex- enough. Nope, not dumb Maybe. enough. Oh, you or think that? No do you think like on set they're told to lean into it? Yeah, like I like, don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it went far enough. But I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I you know you're right. If they if if the movie is trying to be over the top mm. and cheesy, it didn't go far enough. But if the no. director thinks that is correct, like that level mm-hmm. is correct, and he's not getting it, like yeah. I just I just wonder if because I I learned a long time ago. You can blame actors for their performances and say they have bad performances. Mm. That is a very small part of the puzzle. Uh-huh. They don't get to choose 100%. which takes go in the movie. They don't, yeah. you know, they <clears throat> have to do extra takes for directors who don't like the ones that maybe would have been uh-huh. better. Like unless you're Clint so Eastwood. the director has a <laughs> lot of say in that. And so I just I mm-hmm. just wonder it, when it's down the line like this. Like you would think, even like randomly, they would stumble on one good actor, right? You know, <laughs> just statistically, yeah. there should have been somebody. It's I mean, Chris Hemsworth wasn't bad for his four lines. I mean, I was just constantly waiting for when is Chris gonna like do something? Like, there's a reason he's in this movie. Like, he's gonna swoop yeah. in at the end and he's gonna save the day. No, nope. one of my one of the one of my best my favorite deliveries was when. The man, um, I can't remember his name, but he's got. He puts the scuba gear on, and he just says, "I don't think this is what heroes look like." And she just like so sincerely I says, "I think it's exactly no, that is exactly what heroes <laughs> look like." <laughs> oh, no. Raul Shaw was his no. name. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the character's name, and then of course, yeah. Beaver. 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 Hey, well, I was like, man. He's so southern. There's no way he's the bad guy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, everything's on the surface he's here, buddy. just the stereotype. Everything's is... on the surface. They named this the character Beaver, Ian. Yes. They named the character Beaver. Like, the, everything. There's no subtext here. There is it no is subtext. Text. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I was I I I don't know. I don't get it sometimes, but like there's there's ways that movies can be terrible and entertaining at the same time and mm-hmm. uh like I said, I don't like the so bad it's good kind of idea um but uh but yeah, it was I I was Something interested. Yeah, I I my wife and I had <coughs>, laughs. We had laughs, we had fun, and I was kind of interested in this whole idea of the interceptor, this idea of you I know I wonder how Firmly, this is like, or how close to reality this is. Like, are there only two? <clears throat> it can't be. For it to have made it to a film, it cannot be just the two places. Right. It can't. Right. That has to be complete fiction. We find I out. Know. We find out. It, it's, it's not one. only the two places. They actually named the actual two places in this movie. Um, the yeah. coordinates are somewhere actually on yes. screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All the budget of this movie totally went to you know. Yeah, uh, checking out, you know, fact checking and stuff like that. Oh, they uh-huh, spent so much money yeah. actually getting the real coordinates that they had to settle for everything else. Yeah, 
Amazing. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts: there is no post credit scene, as well as no papa. <laughs> <laughs> no papa. There no is papa. a um, there is a mid credit scene. Um, so is there? Yeah, and I always know this on Netflix. Because if it doesn't send you right to the next thing, there's something coming. And so, uh-huh. like, I, I waited. It's just it's just Tim's worth. Was it that Russian captain it. popping his head back up again <laughs> to give an overly infectious salute? No, no, no. It was it was uh, Slacker Hemsworth uh, hanging out uh, on a lazy boy in, in his store. So um, of course, yes, yeah. of course, guys, we're not closed yet. <laughs> uh, Ian, any final words on Interceptor? Um, of the two movies today if on the Chris Hemsworth thing, if you told me one of them would have a really, really strange cameo, I didn't guess it was Interceptor <laughs> that would win. It's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Um, I, in no, in no good conscience, can I recommend this movie? I will just say if you happen to watch it. You might might find some entertainment, um, especially if you watch it with a good friend and you can both roll your eyes together at uh, get a five dollar pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's right, hundred percent. Yeah, I want to. Me- I haven't spoken to him in ten years, but I'm going to message him and say, "Dude, you need to stop. You need to watch this movie, <laughs> dude. So you need to watch so. this." <clears throat> that is uh, Interceptor on Netflix. Uh, let's move on. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus. A message on my landline. I don't like that. I know you're still mad about Rescue Rangers getting canceled, but I just got a call from the police, and I need your help. That my I searched the perimeter. No clues. Why would there be six missing tunes in a month and not one clue? Oh, no! Chip! Dale, you look different. It's no secret I had the CGI surgery. What's been up with you? You know, this, that... Other vague things to fill the space of this conversation? Decades since their successful television series was canceled, Chip has succumbed to a life of suburban domesticity as an insurance salesman. Dale, meanwhile, has had CGI surgery and works the nostalgia convention circuit, (laughs) desperate to relive his glory days. When a former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chip and Dale must repair their broken friendship and take on their Rescue Rangers detective personas once again to save their friend's life. Uh, Yeah, this one getting a lot of buzz right now. Uh, people enjoying it just kind of popped on Disney Plus one day, and then people were like, "Have you seen this thing? Because it's kind of funny." Uh, that shouldn't be a surprise, uh, considering you've got John Mulaney and Andy Samberg uh, voicing Chip and Dale. Um, you've also got Seth Rogen in there. Um, some other Will Arnett, David yeah. Hayesberg. You've got a lot of names in there, and you've also got a lot of cameos in there. Um, what did you guys think about this? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Andrew, kick us off on this one. High side, I liked it. High side, I liked it. Close to really liked it. Somewhere uh, in between. uh, Ian, what about you? Like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I liked it. Nice. Nice. Um, I'm on the high side of liked it as well. Not quite kicking over into loved it, uh, but I really did enjoy this. And in this case, enjoyed it for all the reasons that the filmmakers probably intended you to enjoy (laughs) it. It feels like it, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, Andrew, why don't you go first? Uh, well, I think that Warner Brothers and Disney must have made a pact whenever, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was coming into fruition. They're like, <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll let you do a movie where you can use some of our characters, but 
uh, somewhere down the line, we'll we'll have a a movie of our own where we can use some of your characters. Mm-hmm. And they finally called that in. And they, and they finally called. Yeah, they finally used that that card. You mean they um, called in that chip? Is that what you're trying to say? Chi- oh, I was. Man. You know how, how close I was to it? saying that, and I had to back oh. off because I was like, "Oh no, that's a dicer thing." But no, it <laughs> felt. Let, let him have his moment. Let him do it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I felt so much of this movie was like an homage to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but at the same time, this movie kind of feels like its own because there's a level of meta-ness to this that isn't portrayed in like something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like mm-hmm. The self-awareness to this mm-hmm. is pretty good, and I think that you that's the best way to do a movie like this. It's, it's going to be funny for all ages, I think. I think kids and adults are going to enjoy this. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, yeah, there's a lot, uh, I could talk about in the liked it, uh, column, but I think primarily I, because there's, there's this idea of like a, where's Waldo-ness to a movie like this, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah. oh, look at all the stuff you can spot in the background. And honestly, I've yeah. never seen a movie this, you know, so busy. rife with references of all all kinds from all types of animation. <laughs> Ugly from all Sonic. I, I, listen, <laughs> the best. I so good. I yeah. I just in the in those jokes are are great in everything. Um, but overall, <laughs> I I also really enjoyed this because I think the chemistry works between John Mulaney and Andy Samberg so mm. well. Mm. Then I'm just yeah. having a blast hanging out with him. You take away all those background whatnots and whatever, and I think I'm still having fun. Like I just think it's funny and well written and um and really, really fun. Ian, what about you? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I um I mean, I didn't I've never watched Rescue Rangers and a lot of the properties were lost on me. So I think I'm gonna lose that element mm-hmm. of fun with it but i think it still speaks volumes to the film that i had a good time without any of that context it still explained the premise still told me who they were it got me into it having acknowledging that the tv show exists in universe and that's what this is about is a yeah i think you're right it's the only way to make a movie like this without it feeling like a, a cash-in where you have to get them to do a rap um <laughs> which is just beautiful such a great yeah. moment um and for me, I don't think it does work without all of the references because as somebody that isn't a fan, it didn't. That that's what kind of kept me going. I was looking for the next like kind of tongue in cheek thing. What it reminded me of is I feel like this is what the Shrek movies were going for, but this did it well. Mm. Like because Shrek has got mm. all kinds of those fairy tale references, yeah. yeah, and this does it so much better. It puts it in a fairy tale universe where they all live side by side. But it just delivers on it so much better. Yeah, and not only that, the other the other great thing about it is it it takes its concept seriously, even in a comedy movie. So like the there mm. there are plenty of times when you know movies are silly and over the top and feel like they don't quite um, need to take seriously like the rules of the universe. Yeah. This thinks through like everything. There are so <laughs> many moments yep. where I'm like. Oh yeah, because the relative height difference is so much. Like this would have to yes! be this way. Like this, this the cars are modified. The cars are modified. The, the they, have, they have tiny apartments for the tiny desks. cartoon characters, yes! and like <laughs> I just I I thought that was really well thought out, and I love it when a movie takes mm. its own rules seriously, and uh, I think this movie really does that. Yeah, yeah. it's also the bootlegging concept oh, is so, so good. good. <laughs> so, so good, good. clever. 
I also love the fact that we get a visual representation of how uh, Chip and Dale have gone their separate ways, you know, with Dale getting the surgery, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like you get a visual, like, even, like, you can feel this disjointedness with them throughout the entire movie. And I think it's good to have, like, it's difficult enough to have good chemistry with somebody to make it seem like it work. I can't imagine how difficult it must be to have good chemistry to make it feel like it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know? Like, because you can mm-hmm. feel like, yeah. oh, yeah, these guys, like, it, it can be uncomfortable intentionally between them, and it's, but it's still golden. Yeah. Which I, I'll watch John Mulaney or Andy Samberg do anything pretty much. So. Yeah. Uh, going into this, I don't know if it's the fact that I just had really low expectations because I watched it when it came mm-hmm. out, like a couple weeks ago. Uh, just, just for the simple fact that I grew up kind of watching the show. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was, you know, just super low expectations, but but from the reaction I've been seeing online, like people are like, no, this is actually a pretty fun and funny movie. Mm let's uh at the risk of possibly spoiling some moments and if if you don't want to know specific moments that we liked or or, or whatever you can certainly fast forward because uh, we're not going to do a sif spoil on this yeah. um but uh, but it is that kind of movie where i do want to talk about some of your favorite parts um mm-hmm. let's start with favorite <laughs> references because there are so many of them what was ugly sonic easy yeah ugly sonic I, is the- that's that was less of a reference and more of a character like that was a plot point yeah man. but it, like that was uh, it was, it was beautiful great. what a beautiful way and, to like give that character second yeah. life <laughs> like just it's funny give because it some redemption it wasn't until like a couple weeks ago aaron you hadn't seen like the original right. design for Isn't sonic funny? yeah and then i said oh and my then goodness I, how'd you know and then i sent aaron a picture like i texted him like on the show like we were like week yeah it was like the last week yeah. Yeah. yeah so like i texted like I was like, yeah, this is the original design for Sonic. And you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> and yeah. then they, they, the teeth like, and they the tiny, zoom tiny in eyes. on his teeth, you know. And it's <laughs> yes. Just, oh. It's so great because, but then even that is, it's a little bit of like, I, I think, I could be reading way too much into this, but a little mini commentary into like how we bully yes. actors for like their appearance and stuff. And we tore Ugly Sonic apart completely. And to think yeah. that. That was an actual thing, a person that got recast because of how they look. I was like, that's not too far from what could mm-hmm. actually happen. Yeah. Um, that he actually gets to actually like get some redemption. And man, I there was a part of me that just absolutely loved yeah. that. Yeah. Um my I think my favorite overall reference was the literal uncanny valley. Yes. And oh just, like, yes. The, the, the lack of eye contact. Like, yeah. no, I'm no, looking, looking directly, directly at, at you. you. <laughs> and just nailing exactly why. That period of the early aughts with like the Polar Express mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just we we were there, but we weren't quite there enough mm-hmm. to make it watch. Yeah. yeah, like you um, know, we think so of great. like the San Fernando Valley, it, like as a place in California, like near Hollywood and stuff. Apparently, Uncanny Valley is also a place near Hollywood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah. My favorite reference was a three in one or four in one, technically, I guess, but. Um, it was uh let's just say it was the Seth Rogen moment. Uh, oh yeah. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was brilliant. That I was thought brilliant. that was uh, just uh just a brilliant brilliant way to do that. Um and again, you know, you mentioned it Andrew, but it's like I wonder if just like somebody had some goodwill because 
like you know they had to license all that stuff right like there's yeah. no it's way crazy. i mean there's so much dreamworks there's so much sony there's so mm-hmm. much universal yeah. uh there's so much warner mm-hmm. it's it's wild that they got permission just to use all this stuff so there's Capcom, like Chun Li has a Hollywood star. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Who's even asking for that reference? I don't. It's amazing. I can't place the date, but it's it wasn't that long ago. Maybe within a year or two, Aaron and I were having a conversation on the show. We were talking about uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and we had a conversation like, "Do you think this could ever happen again? Where all the animation studios?" Mm. Just put aside their differences, just to combine and make one movie. Do we think this could ever happen again? And I think we were like on the high side of uh, a low probability for it. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. I doubt this could ever happen. And here we are. Um, I don't know how long ago Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. Ninety-two, ninety-eight. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that is. Oh yeah, yeah. So. You know, thir- oh, 34 ish years, you know, since uh, mm-hmm. it took a while. I can't, and I'm maybe I'm just not remembering, but I can't remember a, a movie like this since, since then. Yeah. <clears throat> but it also, it also manages to rip off the greatest ending from a movie in 1989 with Terminator 2. Is it 1990 that came out? But the, yeah. the, the T2 style ending is so, so great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So I had to look it up. Apparently, that's that's an original character. I thought it was supposed to be Gumby, but I'm assuming that for plot reasons, like, oh man, I, I want to talk about this because it would actually help me understand the movie. So I'm going to try and dance around this without giving it away. Okay. Okay. So the Gumby esque character. Uh huh. Are we su- are we supposed to believe that the villain of this movie performed? what he does to change, you know, characters for, you know, other areas. Mm-hmm. Was that originally Gumby and he went through the uh the process? Oh wow. I didn't that I didn't pick up on that, but I mean certainly no. you, it's, it's possible. possible, I guess. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Man, there's so much to By the to way, like- JK Simmons voicing him is perfect. Incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, one of my favorite uh, parts is that uh, when Gadget is flying the plane, and he's like, hey, you know how to fly a plane. And she's like, yeah, apparently I'm just like my character in the show in every <laughs> <Yes>. way. <laughs> <laughs> Do what's needed. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, and- it's definitely like hanging a lantern. You know, like it's definitely yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the movie being like, yeah, we know this is. You know, a plot hole, so we're going to bring attention to it. But, um, but I, uh, but so I thought great. it was funny. So, and didn't uh, uh, Tress uh, McNeil wasn't she like the original voice for uh, Gadget? I think, so. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I know for a fact Dennis Haysbert was not the voice of Zipper. By uh, the way, there no. are also no. more than just like references to cartoons and characters and that kind of stuff. There's also stuff happening in this world. Where there are just jokes like on on like Mister Doubtfire, uh, starring Meryl Streep yes. uh, on a oh, billboard. Oh, the Batman background stuff. Is, yes, the background stuff in this is so great. Like I remember yeah. just thinking, yeah. like this these background jokes like rival Simpsons. You know, Simpsons is always mm-hmm. my like go to. Mm-hmm. You know, always look at the signs in the background because there's going to be an incredible mm-hmm. pun store somewhere. Yep. Um, and yep. this this had all that kind of stuff. So yeah. 
Dobby advertising for Gucci was just <laughs> beautiful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd's cameo was great. Uh, Aunt Man oh, uh, Aunt is a Man. great joke. <laughs> Aunt Man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Was um, was was the the place where they were looking for all of like the the the, the alleyway that had like all of the people doing shady mm-hmm. business with yeah. like, storefronts? Was that meant to be like Disney World? But it turns out that Disney World actually, because I felt like I was walking Main, through. They called it Main um, Street, and that's what they call it in yeah. Disney World as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's that's got to yeah. be it. Yeah, I love that. That actually, Disney World is very very shady, and these are all these magical storefronts have actually got some stuff going on behind uh-huh. them. And the Swedish chef that turns into <laughs> oh. like the mafia mafia guy. Yeah, is so yeah great. Swedish chef or is the Italian bistro owner kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this movie ah, didn't like have just yeah. animation. <laughs> It also no. had puppet- puppeteering. Of course, it had everything. Yeah, the Muppets yeah. and stuff, yeah. all sorts of stuff. So great. Yeah, I was. It was wild, man. Um, Transformers were in there. Uh, yeah, Wreck It Ralph was mm-hmm. in there. Um, I like, I don't think I remember seeing Wreck It Ralph. Well, I think there was so much going on. I think his arm is part of the final transformation. Um, and doesn't he say something like, "I'm gonna wreck it"? I think he does when he transforms. He even says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna wreck it" at the end. So, um, oh man, I missed yeah. it. Yeah. I, but but it's you could watch this movie like, fifty times and, and miss yes. and miss stuff. Like it's it's wild how much is mm-hmm. is in here. Um, you know what? So. Uh, unlike uh, uh, Interceptor, I actually relish the idea of watching this movie again. <laughs> so. Nice, very nice. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about Chippendale Rescue Rangers? I don't think I have really any negatives. Like, I mean. The movie is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, I struggle to find anything wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Ian, what about you? <clears throat> um, I think the only, I mean, it's it's a kids movie, so it's, it's some of the oh, they're not friends, they're friends. Third act conflict mm-hmm. cliche, get them back together is a little bit tired for me. So I was living for the references and mm. the the nods and the wink, winks and the jokes. I didn't really care about the story and what journey they were going rescuing it's wildly close to pop star never stop never stopping like the plot the plot, <laughs> the plot is. is very close yes technically this is a lonely island movie you know right yeah i mean akiva yeah, schaefer directed this movie yeah which did you guys notice mm-hmm. that uh he was the one directing uh like whenever they were doing the uh yes you saw that too like they were doing the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. You directing actually saw episode. Akiva yeah. directing one of the actual uh, episodes of <laughs> Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger. So the he length, was directing this movie as well as the actual show. It's the funny. length of time they make them laugh at the end of the episode. Yes. So yeah. Good. <laughs> How long does it go on for? Uh, well, the worse the joke, the longer the laugh. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about negatives either. I I understand what you're saying, Ian, but like it's well constructed. It's not like I ever felt, uh, you know, annoyed or you know, uh, bored with the story or the plot. I felt like no. the, it was it was fairly well constructed. It is tropey um, at times for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but man, there's there's just so much going on, and there's always there's always another joke around the corner. Not even just a reference, mm-hmm. another joke. So like, if you if you're missing yeah. the references, there's a joke to to keep you in. If you're missing the jokes, there's a reference to keep you in. Like it's just it's mm-hmm. wild uh, how much there is to pull you along in this movie. So yeah, big recommend for me. Check it out on Disney Plus. Chip and absolutely. Dale, I think uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yep. So. Uh, before we head on to the best ever challenge this week, just a reminder, you can be a Sif Pop member at Patreon, patreon.com slash Pop. Thank you to our amazing Sif Pop members. Uh, we record bonus episodes uh, for our members. Uh, the one this week, we talked about our favorite shows um, of our childhood um, and uh, certainly saw some of them referenced in this movie. So uh, yes. it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, to see that. So if you're interested in hearing us uh, talk about three different generations of kids shows, uh, <laughs> you can check that out uh, in the member show at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sift Pop. Uh, and thank you so much for even considering it. Really appreciate it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's move on to the best ever challenge. Uh, best ever movies with live action and animation. Um, I'm looking at a couple of my lists and thinking they may be considered a cheat. I don't know. We'll 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 get there. It's tricky. It is kind isn't of it? tricky because I stayed away from like Jurassic Park, right? Like that doesn't seem to mm-hmm. me like live action and animation, even though there is obviously CG animation in there. Um, the I intent. Yeah, I tried. Isn't. I tried. I tried as much as possible to stay with the uh, intent, um, but we'll go uh, number five to number one. And uh, if you've got it higher on your list, feel free to try. It. Um, I'll go first. My number. F- my number five is Paddington Two. Oh, oh yes, I didn't even think um, of the Paddington movies. Yeah, uh, that probably would have been on my list. This is a great movie, uh, as as referenced in the latest Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, Paddington Two is is amazing. <laughs> yes. uh, no, this this movie is just beauty and truth and heartfeltness personified, and I love it. Um, I yeah. love the Paddington movies, and Paddington Two is great. So that is my number five. Ian, what do you got at number five? So I tried to be pretty strict with that, and I kind of didn't. I kind of did it in a way where they almost acknowledged. 
the animated okay. characters, okay. Sure. kind sure. of. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I completely stuck to that. But um, I. <laughs> And I've tried not to do the thing where I just pick my favourite movies. <laughs> I've tried to pick the actual best, but I failed with number five. Because number five is The Mask. Mask and is a great choice. <laughs> I have yeah. that in my honourable mentions. Good. Yay! Yeah. Good. It is personally one of my favourite movies growing up. One of my favourite childhood memories. Love it, love it so, so much. And it, the animated stuff that The Mask does. It's Looney Tunes. so, so It's great. Looney Tunes. It's Looney yeah. Tunes. It's so much fun. Um, say hello to my little friend. Um, so many great gags. That entire, all of the dancing with the police, it's it's hilarious. I love this yeah. movie. Yeah, oh, good choice. I had it in my honorable mentions. No shame. Yeah. No shit. Nice. Uh, Andrew, what do you got at number five? I like how we all put uh, restrictions on ourselves, but for each of us, it was a different restriction. My, <laughs> nice. my restriction is uh, live action with 2D animation. Oh, okay. As oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, okay. so no CGI. So like... Lego movie, hmm. you're not going to see on my list or anything okay. like that. So. All right. Fair uh, uh, this one's going to get trumped. I know it is because it's one of your favorite movies. Uh, hmm. Mary Poppins. Yeah, I'll trump that. I'll trump, trump. that. Oh, we're both going to trump it. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we'll go on to my number four then. Speaking of the Lego movie, I have the Lego movie at number hey! four. <laughs> Screw you, Aaron. You're wrong. No, uh, no. Honestly, like I, like I was trying to stick with like the style that you saw in you know Chippendale so yeah. was I, yeah. Aaron is the only one who I think this counts for that. I didn't think this is stretching it at all. You're, you're and, 100%. And it's, a little bit, it's, it's a little bit spoilery, kind of, to talk <sighs> about it that way. But I, but it definitely, it, it's a it's a huge surprise, but it is yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. uh, animated in live action uh, in the same movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, uh, I love the Lego movie, and we've talked about it a lot. It's a lot of fun. And that final moment is so shocking, not just because it goes somewhere new, not just because it's <laughs> I wasn't, it offers, mad. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting the feels. Uh, but, yeah, it's also shocking because it's like, oh, this movie is, uh, like, uh, amazingly thematic and heartfelt and beautiful yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. You know, the whole movie, you're just like, this is crazy and fun and then the weird. And then at the end, you're like, oh, <laughs> man. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Lego movie comes in at number four. What's your number four, Ian? I will be shocked if anybody mm. has this. Uh, it's the Page Master. Oh, no. Yeah, some honorable mentions. I, yeah, man, this film hit me as a kid. I haven't seen it since, but it's still going on my list. <laughs> yeah, um, Macaulay, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin and. Floyd. And uh, Christopher Lloyd, like, way to get, like, 10-year-old Ian or whatever. <laughs> like, put those two people together, like, hot on Home Alone and Back to the Future, and I was all over it. And I did not expect the film to go animated. It was like, he's just in the library, and then suddenly he's animated, mm. and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Love it. Yeah. Worth a rewatch. Uh, all right. The Page Master. Um, I like have vague memories in the back of my mind uh, that that exists, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen it. So, um, yeah, he it's has kind of three book friends of uh, horror, fantasy, and uh, mm-hmm. adventure. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they go see Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that gave. Mm, oh, that's so, so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, you're number four, Andrew. Uh, might get uh, trumped here, but uh, I'm gonna go with bed knobs and broomsticks. Ooh, that's Trump. a good yep. choice. <clears throat> Angela Lansbury. Trump. Oh, did somebody say Trump? Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I trumped Trump it. it. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Uh, Sorry. Right, this one is. Mm, this one's a little bit of a cheat, 
and I, I will replace it if you want me to. I, I will replace it. I'll move everything up and, and put something else at number five. I just, there's so much animation in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And Trump. it's such, oh, okay. So I wasn't the only one that thought oh, felt that no. way. Good, good. All right. There are two reasons that movie isn't in this list. One, because it doesn't count. Because it's two, terrible. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does count. Terrible. There's 2D animation, but we are going to wait till I discuss why it counts. Yes. Yes. All right. Fair <laughs> okay. enough. Uh, good. Uh-huh. I'm glad. I don't feel so bad for including it in mine, but that no. was my number three. Ian, what is your number three? I am everything everywhere all at once. Oh, interesting. Absolutely. Of course counts. it does. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. Very good call. Yeah. Man. Uh, Love it. There is no way to talk about this movie without being a bit spoilery. Um, it's it's great. It's everything. <laughs> it is everywhere. When it you is watch all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The places this goes, both literally and metaphorically, I didn't like it when I left, but after replaying the movie in my head over and over again, I yeah, really, we watched really this together, and I you were kind of you were kind of down on it when we left. Yeah, like two thirds wow. of the way in, I fell apart and just did not enjoy it, and it completely lost me. Towards the end, it was grabbing me back a bit, but um, also I was exhausted. You, were, you slept I a little this bit. Movie. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was so so. I was hook line sinker um, for this movie. Me too. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it it needs it is a movie that needs your brain switched on, and mine was not. But since. Um, after like revisiting a bit in my head, I yeah come to nice. appreciate it a lot. More. That's a great choice. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you're number three. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Nice. Yeah. Hmm. This, this is the first time I'm not going to get mentions. Trumped. Yeah, you get you get to talk. Andrew, so. You get to talk. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, uh, this was like a movie of my childhood. Like I watched it like once a week. Uh, uh, as an adult watching this movie, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of adult thematical stuff that I did not pick up <laughs> mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah. Like, I may have had a se- an unknown sexual awakening because of Jess- Jessica Rabbit, <laughs> who's to say... Didn't we yeah. all? Didn't we all? No, but, uh, mine was known. Mine was known. Yours um. was known. <laughs> um, but no, Bring like... that and Lola Bunny. <laughs> Lola Bunny. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, did, there was... What was I going to say? Oh, I think that looking back now and, like, seeing, like, behind scenes, like, how they actually had to film this movie, like, the, the technical difficulties of, like, telling Bob Hoskin, okay, mm. okay, you're going to pan your head, like, at right. this exact time. Yeah. It's, Hold it's, on to that little rabbit's neck. Yeah, it's mind-blowing to think of like the, the technological limitations that they had back then, and for it to look mm. that good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's a cinematic achievement, this movie. On the top of it being utterly hilarious and actually a very well-told and interesting story. And Christopher Lloyd and again. And Christopher Lloyd again. Very good. Yeah. Uh, all right, on to our number twos. Um, my number two may get trumped uh, because I know Ian has it as well. I have Mary Poppins at number two. Um, right, very nice. What is your number two, Ian? Um, if you've been paying attention, <laughs> that's it's right. Knobs and Broomsticks. By process of elimination. <laughs> Although I would love to break the game and just say that it wasn't. Um, yeah, love. It was a toss-up between this and Mary Poppins for me. They are both tied into the very fabric of my mm-hmm, childhood and yeah. um, watched them so 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 many times um, can you say the spell angela can you say the spell what for, oh from bed uh-huh. and broomsticks oh god no oh no i can't <laughs> i can't either once upon a time yes i sure. could have done so, but i can't anymore it, it doesn't end with mater d but it's something like you know yeah 
Oh, decorum. I, it, no, it is like my Hellebore, Hensbane, Octonite, Gullworm, Fire, and Firefly Light. Secorum, Seistus, D? Yeah, Secorum. Yeah, something Secorum. Yeah. Secorum, Seistus, D. Oh, but anyway. I was just curious. I was curious if you still remembered it, but yeah. I probably would have opened yeah. it a bit. Um, <laughs> man, but that is just to hear her say it and then them trying so desperately to get the bed mm-hmm. to work and the idea of your bed being the TARDIS that you travel on. Yeah, that suckered Ian in so much. Yeah, um, yeah love that movie to pieces. Uh, it is Traguna Macoidus Tracorum Satis D. Yes. Uh, yes. I was close. Yeah. I wasn't close at all, <laughs> but I felt like I was in my head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, so I great. love this movie. Um, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so it's so wild because my grandparents had it on VHS, and mm-hmm. it was just one of the tapes that when I would go, you know, hang out at my grandparents, I'd be like, throw in bed knobs and broomsticks, and I'm happy, and yeah, and let's have a good time. Because um, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, good choice, good choice. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. um, gotta, gotta love Angela Lansbury. Yeah, totally. She's great. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's grandma. Andrew, you're number two, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's my number one. So, Trump. Nice. I had one oh, movie that wasn't mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But we can talk about it now because we'll head yeah. into our number ones. And mine is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That was the other one that I was kind of like, eh, is this a cheat? But I'm glad Andrew and I were on the same wavelength. Um, it does yeah. definitely include both. They don't necessarily interact. Yeah, in they the do. Same way. And that's why it's in I mean, my honorable I mean, they're not on, not on screen together like they do cuts and stuff, like yeah. when right. they're talking to God right. up in the clouds and stuff. Right. Or they're being chased by the uh, the monster <laughs> of... <laughs> ah! uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I love great. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I've talked about my love for this movie uh, many times before. Python um, is just, you know, a transformative moment in my sense of humor. Uh, growing up and seeing some mm-hmm. of those pythons on PBS and yeah. um, the Flying Circus, and then just watching Monty Python with my friends at overnighters for ten years straight. You know, it's just and mm-hmm. literally watching it three times in a row in the same night. You know, just uh, yeah, that's awesome. Quoting stuff and yeah, mm-hmm. Grail is is one of those. It moments. has ceased to be. <laughs> so good. I wonder if I could quote the entire movie at this point. I couldn't. Alongside you don't think it, you could? I, I probably could if it was yeah. on. Not yeah, not independently of the film, but maybe if it was on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that was my number one, Monty Python. It was Andrew's number nice. two, and yes. Ian had it in his honorable mentions. Ian, what is your number mm-hmm. one? We all know what it is. Yes. Call Blimey, it's Perry Moppins. <laughs> Perry um, yeah. Moppins. <laughs> yeah, good. Mary Poppins is great. Um I, what can you say about Mary Poppins? Um, it's it's an absolute masterpiece. It's just a wholesome, badly accented movie. Um, hey! It's just great. It's, no, come on. Um, no, it's just so much pure fun. So I just always remember the colours from it, mm. and just how bright and bubbly it is. And she's firm with the kids, but joyful as well. And another TARDIS in this film as mm-hmm. well with her little handbag of goodies mm-hmm. um yeah it's such a great film it, it is interesting i had it number two and it's uh another staple of my childhood and i just remember mm-hmm. i think the two things about it i remember that set it uh, above other movies for me growing up was the magic felt so real 
when they when they jumped mm-hmm. in that chalk drawing, I was like, "Oh my goodness, they are in a chalk drawing!" Like you know, like <laughs> and you just went and ran at your <laughs> yes. chalkboard. I was like, yes. "Why didn't it work?" Um, it, it felt it felt so real, and I think that that goes into the second part of it. it was just um, Julie Andrews plays that role so straightforward and purposeful, yes. and without. Um, Without whimsy, like her character doesn't have mm-hmm. the whimsy. Her character is very, uh, you know, very straight British school marm almost. Even you know, like it's it's mm-hmm. very straight. And when she does smile, when she does break, it's glorious. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to see you know like the the Dick Van Dyke character, like he's always trying to get her to smile, <laughs> like he's trying to get her to you know break the whole time. Like I just I love that mm-hmm. character so much and uh, really enjoy watching yeah. Mary Poppins. So yeah, it's and the songs are great. The I I watched yeah. uh, the um, the laughing song probably you know four or five times in a row. Just rewind <laughs> the VHS, yeah. watch it again. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> mine was Chim Chimney. So I mean, good. Tim Timoney's great. In Jim, the Jim, in Jim. the step in time uh, on the roof blew yes. me away. I was oh just, the silhouettes. Like, yeah. yeah, well, just even like the dancing on the roof, and they'd lean over and somehow defy gravity, and it was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> they Michael Jackson did. <laughs> yeah, there's that step in time number was was another one of my favorites, but um, but yeah, I, I I definitely love the songs of Mary Poppins as well. Nice. Um, all right, Andrew. Uh, nobody can trump you on your number one. Um, yeah. What do you got? Yeah, this is where I have Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. And I'm going to explain why this counts. Uh, this movie interacts with 2D animation. It's just that they're not 2D animated characters. Right. Yeah, that's so what I was you, thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there is, like, 2D animation everywhere in this, except it's just not, like... Because it's a comic book. It's just yeah, supposed it's a comic to feel book. like a comic book. Yeah, I, that's, that's exactly. where my brain was as yeah. well. Uh, absolutely hilarious. It's one of like the funniest movies. It's Edgar Wright, so like his style of comedy is like right up my alley. And I think that this is like one of his most un- misunderstood movies. I think that if people like go into this like not knowing what to expect or like having any understanding, like it can be off-putting. I can see that because it is out there for sure mm-hmm. but i think michael Sarah just nails it i think like he is scott in this and the seven evil exes it's just such a unique fun like story a, a, like a, a bombastic telling of like how everybody mm-hmm. feels like whenever they date somebody new like they have to compare themselves to that person's exes like how do you measure up you know stuff like that mm-hmm. it's yeah and the music is so good Oh, the music yeah. is so good. So uh, before Ian uh, goes on for five minutes about how much he loves this movie, I also want to say <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I think there's um, there's an interesting thing uh, as as I'm looking at this category. How British is this category? Like, is there something yes. about like England where you guys just like to draw cartoons with live action? Like. I mean, I mean <laughs> Scott Pilgrim was a British director, right? And then you've yep. got Paddington 2, which comes from a British property. It's very British, actually, the whole movie. Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. oh, incredibly Monty British. Python, Monty Python, Monty Python, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's wild. Well, you see, it's because we have an imagination, Adam, <laughs> and we choose to use it. It's a good point. It's a good point. We're not known for that over here. Uh, any thoughts on Scott Pilgrim versus the world, uh, world Ian? That you want to th- I've seen it twice. I heavily, heavily disliked it both times. Um, I 
really can't get on board with oh who's the man who's the main Michael actor? Cera Michael Cera I'm just never going to be a Michael Cera fan and that's totally subjective that's just me being a terrible person <laughs> it's, I hey, just don't like that type not of not illegal awkward... to be wrong you're fine so uh, <laughs> we had I don't like that we had never mind we had uh, Michael Cera scheduled for an interview on Sif Pop next week just got a text uh, Thanks, he's no buddy. longer interested yep. in coming uh, thanks a lot Ian thanks a lot yeah you're welcome. <laughs> we were gonna we were gonna talk you about your arrested development. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the honorable mentions, shall yeah. we? I got mentions. three. Uh, go for it, Andrew. What are your three? Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Sure. There's, I like it. I mean, I don't oh, yeah. like it nearly mm-hmm. as much, obviously, as the first mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. But Emily uh, Blunt is great in that movie. She, she I think, she did the she best is. like embodiment of mm-hmm. like Mary Poppins that she yeah. possibly could because yeah. she does, like you said, mm-hmm. has that sternness, but also mm-hmm. like yeah, whenever she does smile, it does feel like a reward. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is the Phantom Toll Booth. Uh, I love the book and I love the movie growing up. Great, 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 great. And then a movie, I don't know if you guys ever remember seeing this, uh, The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Oh, yeah. No. I wish I I were a fish. The old Don Knotts version? The old Don Knotts, I wish I wish I were a fish. Wait, did they end up updating that or not? I know they were were going to update that with with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was going to be The Incredible. And did that just never get made? This is Uh, in my brain somewhere. Because I was talking about the Don Knotts one. Yeah, the Don Knotts one I grew up with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I didn't know they were uh, updating it. That's cool if they ever do. I think they were thinking about it. Maybe it just never happened. Um, mm. But but yeah, no, yeah. that's fun stuff. Those are, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, Ian, did you have any honorable mentions? Oh, I'm amazed at how many were picked. So um, yeah, Monty Python, Mrs. Doubtfire was in there. Space Jam was definitely the original Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Loved growing up with that. Great soundtrack. Uh, the the yeah the Pink Panther films sure. I didn't count because there's only a little sure. bit of the credits and and they don't really interact too much um, but definitely on the list um, and Osmosis Jones which starts with um, actual people and then goes into nice. animation and I love that movie so much and I love the TV show that followed it amazing uh, <laughs> Aaron do you have any yes I do Enchanted. I uh, wanted to mention Enchanted, um, which I really enjoy. No, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the Brits, uh, wait, Winnie the Pooh is England, right? That's, yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. Christopher Robin. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Robin. Because remember, they had Ewan McGregor play old Christopher Robin. Yep. Uh, Stuart yeah. Little, I think, is a decent film. Um, yeah. And that has a little of both. Uh, Detective Pikachu, I liked more than most. Uh, that might be because I like Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds so much. I liked it. Um and uh Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. is also uh, not ugly really Sonic. Good not ugly Sonic. Not ugly but, Sonic. Uh, but Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, there you go. Best ever movies with live action and animation. Uh let's finish up with our buried treasure, guys. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Ian, you're the guest, so you will go last. Andrew, why don't you kick us off? Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know me. I love I combat sports. Uh I my family is a fight family. Uh so I'm going to talk about a documentary about a fight that happened a couple years ago. The documentary is called One Night, and it's the story of Anthony Joshua fighting Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, oh, I remember this fight, and I'm not a big fight person. I know, person, but, but I mean, it, it, overlapped it shocked with... the world, and especially the UK, mm. with Anthony Joshua being like the, the prodigal son news. of England, you know. Mm-hmm. Um 
So if for those of you who don't stand, I'll just lay the, the bare bones for you to understand. So Anthony Joshua is, at the time, he was an undefeated uh, Adonis of, like, a man. Like, mm-hmm. he's six foot seven, like, a Greek sculpted man. Uh, I think every single one of his fights to that point, uh, he won by knockout. Every single one uh, in his professional yeah. career. He was going to fight... Uh, I forget his name right now, but he was going to fight somebody. Uh, the person three failed to three drugs test. Uh, so, and he was, this was his uh, American debut for boxing. He was going to fight in Madison Square Garden. It was going to be his biggest fight ever. And then they had to cancel. And he's like, well, just find, find me somebody, you know, anybody. And the person they got was somebody by the name of Andy Ruiz Jr. Now, Andy Ruiz Jr. is a... He is the exact opposite of everything Anthony Joshua is. He is short. He is fat. He does not look like... And, and I'm not talking about, like, fat. As in, like, uh, you know, fat, but, like, fit. You know, like, you see some, like, mm-hmm. heavyweights. He is a, 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 a stubby, like... He does not look like a fighter at all. And... Uh, like the impression was that he was actually out of shape. And, like, just ill-prepared exactly, yeah. to be in the ring. Um... He's he's like one of these guys. Like I think he even says like before every boxing match, I eat a king size Snickers just to give me that extra boost uh-huh. of energy, you know. Um, and so it's a big night for him, big night for Andy Ruiz Jr. And he ends up knocking Anthony Joshua out in the seventh round. Um, mm. Why am I spoiling everything for you? Because you're supposed to know everything going into this documentary, <laughs> okay? Yeah, the documentary uh, is narrated by a slew of amazing celebrities and boxers. So you have like Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas, uh, Greggy Cooney, uh, Gregory Cooney. Uh, uh, I think uh, Sugar Ray Leonard is in there too. Uh, but then you also have people like uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren. You know, they're all talking about like. People who were there and they're like, this should not have happened. The I guess the best I can uh, compare it to is either Mike Tyson getting knocked out by Buster Douglas as like the biggest upset mm-hmm. or Miracle on Ice is like, I think this is like this generation's version of Miracle on Ice without, you know, any patriotic, you know, elements to it. It's just like, this guy should not have won this fight, but he did. Um, you can watch the documentary on YouTube. I think it's 45 minutes. It's a quick watch. Regardless of whether or not you're a fight fan or not, the way they break down round by round is very, very fascinating, very entertaining. Uh, highly recommend for everybody. So there you go. One night. Uh, DAZone puts it on. One night, uh, which is available on YouTube. Um, yes. I'll go next. I watched, my wife and I actually watched the uh, Norm MacDonald special on Netflix. Um, Now, if you don't know this story, uh, Norm recently passed away, and he had uh, a set that he was getting ready to go out and do, those kind of things, and then the pandemic happened, and he wanted to make sure he got that uh, down and recorded somewhere. He sat in front of his computer with a microphone, and in one take, recorded a, a, I think it's about 70 minutes, about a 70 minute special. Um, wow. And it is uh, at times funny. Uh, you may find it at times offensive. 
it is we definitely uh, laughed a lot. Um, Norm has this really interesting sense of humor. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody do Norm Macdonald. Like I don't, no. I can't think of anybody else who does comedy like he does comedy. Um, and, There's only one. And it was also really interesting because after the special, Netflix included a uh, a sit down conversation between Dave Letterman, Conan O'Brien. Uh, and Adam Sandler, David Spade, and um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Molly Shannon. So, mm. and the and, oh, and um, um, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. So, all those six people I think I just mentioned talked about him and what he meant to them, and then talked about the special and kind of some of their favorite parts. And it was kind of like a really interesting little like uh document of comedy you know to see these uh legends kind of uh, talk about who norm was and and what he did um it is it is a cautious recommend just again because stand-up comedy likes to you know go into places that uh that many people don't want people going into and uh saying things uh in those ways so there are some of those jokes but um but yeah, it's uh, it is it is definitely Norm Macdonald. That is what I will say. If you like Norm Macdonald, it is definitely seventy minutes of Norm Macdonald talking into a microphone. And <laughs> there's something really interesting about it because he doesn't have a crowd to play off of, and he doesn't have any kind of you know feedback going on. Yeah, and he's still just like doing it, and it feels somehow normal. It feels, um, you know, it feels like the norm. Uh, I should say. Uh, so yeah, um, it's it's definitely. If you're a Norm Macdonald fan, I think you'll you'll definitely not want to miss it. But that is on Netflix, the Norm Macdonald special. Uh, hey there, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, though. <laughs> yes. So you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's. I was gonna watch it tonight. Nice, uh, Ian. What about you? Um, this is like a super super duper high high recommend, and it's uh, Love, Death, and Robots season three. Yes, came out. A few weeks ago, um, I adored season one so much. It was so fresh. Um, th- the concept is that this is a series of um, vignettes. I think there's nine or ten. Sorry, there was 18 in season one, nine in season two, and there's nine in season three or something along I those lines. I think there's lines. eight in season they three. Are, yeah, it was a bit... Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm looking at nine. I think it was season two that had eight. Oh. Anyway, there's... I would love more. I would have triple the oh, amount. Yeah. Um, and they vary anywhere from like five minutes long to twenty minute long vignettes done by a variety of animation studios. Think of Star Wars Visions, but good. <laughs> um, and it's just so, so, so entertaining. And every single story seems to be so serious and hard hitting or comical, but every single one has a theme and a message. And just to pull out a couple from this season, there's one What's that your has favorite? an entire Oh, my favorite one from this one, I think it's Bad Traveling. Um, is it, is it the, the fin- the, on the boat? It's on That's the boat. That's my favorite, yeah. Too. And some moral choices have to be made. Yeah. And there are. it's only a 20-minute adventure, but the twists and turns are excellent. There is an entire zombie uprising from start to completion in six minutes that is the best zombie film I think I've so ever good. seen, ever. So, so great. Um, there's one called Jabaro, which has so much to talk about how we treat women and how we treat them as objects, and then completely turn that on its head in the last like kind of 
60 seconds. Yeah. Um, man, it is a hard R. It is definitely oh, yeah. adult. It's not something to watch with the kids, but some of the animation is indistinguishable from live action almost. Yeah. Um, it's just a great sandbox playground. There will be at least one episode in there that you like if you watch anything animated. Yeah. <laughs> like you, There will be something in there that yeah. you like. So, so This great. was actually my buried treasure a couple weeks ago. Um, and Jibiro is the one that I was like... It wasn't my favorite. It's like it's in my top, but because I, I think Bad Voyage is mm-hmm. my favorite. But Jibiro is the one that stuck with me because hundred percent. It's just it's the visuals. One of the most visually beautiful things I've ever seen. It actually brought me to tears just mm-hmm. how beautiful it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the siren and not only the visuals, but I think they did some really interesting stuff with the the audio in that one too. Mm-hmm. The visceral nature of. All of that episode is cool. Yeah, Aaron, have you seen uh, season yeah, three yet? Experience. I have. I've, I watched all of season three. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with everything that you've said. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mason's Rats. Uh, that, uh, yes. that, was, that was a lot of fun. That is the most Pixar of all <laughs> yeah, of them. I'm is. not surprised. The most right. violent Pixar I'm, movie I'm, I've ever seen. I, so no great. surprises here, I guess. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if Pixar were rated R, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, 100%. Mason's Rats, I really enjoyed. Um, and then the mm-hmm. others you mentioned as well. Uh, Three Robots Exit Strategies, I thought, was also really insightful um, and, and interesting. 100%. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I, like, I love, I love that we like, got to see them again. And mm-hmm. like, that's how yeah. they started yeah. off this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. Um, Kill Team Kill had the biggest laughs from Easy. Me. Just this is one of the funniest of the things I've ever seen. In that. Hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. so funny. Um, you, you said, you know, starting off, and it's it's interesting because I don't know how Netflix does this. And I don't know if it's random, but, like, I just went to, you know, play season three. Mine started with Jabaro. And so, like, it's... Yes. Mine really? So that was the last one for me. And that's at the it's end. supposed to be yeah. episode nine. And I only knew that afterwards. Uh-huh. And I guess it doesn't matter i guess it you know yeah. i but it kind of it really it doesn't kind of should but though. i still want like if to you're programming like if you have this batch of animated there is a way to program mm-hmm. it you know uh, the best way in my opinion like that might be a little bit yeah. um flow There's objective flow. or or there subjective like, i mean I but yeah i wouldn't have ended it on night of the mini dead for example right. and yes. you wouldn't put all of the serious ones back to back and then all right of the there's a way to program it right there and is so a way it'd to be do weird it. if they're doing it on random but i don't know how to else to explain them why mine started with jabaro that's um, so weird so, yeah. i watched mine literally the second it came out at 3 a.m uh is when i started watching mm-hmm. them all mm-hmm. on on the night they dropped and when i watched them jabaro was last and uh the uh, three robots. Uh, That's exit the correct strategy order. Was the first one. That's the order listed, mm-hmm. like on the wiki. Is is yeah. yeah three robots, bad traveling, so the very pulse of the it, machine. Yeah. Yeah. So when I watched it, it was in the right order. But yeah, later on they switched it for you guys. <laughs> Don't know. That's what I'm saying. And it's, then now they switched it back. It's the strangest thing because they're not numbered either. It just has the yeah. titles. It's so strange. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. I think it was probably. I need to rewatch season one. But I think this might. As a complete season, I think this is my favorite. I, I wonder, I could be way off here. I wonder if there's something algorithmic going on where it is in a constant state of like deciding, okay, people left after this one and didn't want to watch the next one, so let's put that mm. here. Oh, it and it's constantly changes? changing yes. based on people's the way people are interacting with it so that the algorithm itself mm. is deciding the best order to keep people around for all nine. 
if Netflix aren't doing that, they should. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because, yeah, yeah whenever you have so an anthology series like this, you could dictate, you know, to each person. Not only dictating, like, to a generalized group, like, saying, like, most people turn off after this episode, but, like, knowing, like, an individual person's, like, watching habits, they could, you know... Mm-hmm tailor make it for each person Mm -hmm. yeah algorithms can do many many things i'm not scared at all Mm -hmm. uh all right uh let's see so that's love death and robots on netflix the norm mcdonald special also on netflix and one night which you should be able to find on youtube well we did a podcast guys congratulations i know you had it on your your bucket list and uh today just now you both got to mark that off you finally accomplished a podcast well done to both of you Boom. Never, Never been, done, been before. done before. Thank you so much for joining us today on Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. No, Papa. Uh, huge thanks <laughs> to producer <laughs> Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, producer Papa. <laughs> uh, thanks to Ian for hanging out with us again today. Uh, Ian, where can people find you Woo. on the internet if they want to go see more about Mr. Whittington? You can see me correctly pronounced. <laughs> well you. done, Aaron. Um, yeah, you find me mainly on Twitter, is where I do the most talking. Um, it's at Witsend, which is W H I T T S I N N E D. And if you'd like to hear me and Aaron talk about Star Trek, I've groped him. No, <laughs> groped him into Star Trek. No, I have roped him into Captain's Pod. Um, where we talk about Strange New Worlds coming. Yeah, yeah, talking about Strange New Worlds. That is the good fun. That is Captain's Pod, if you want to s- uh, search that. Mm-hmm. I, what did I call uh, it? I don't know. I think you called it Captain's Pod. Did you just call it The I Captain's Pod? Captain's I don't know. I may yeah, have done. I don't know. I do know you said Twitch. Did you mean Twitter? Did I, I think you Twitch? said Twitch, which is fine. I don't know you're on Twitch, oh, I but... I mean, you can search. I'm not there yet, but <laughs> watch this face, I guess. Um, no, Twitter is what nice, I meant. Nice. Oh, well, by we the way, you being since here. you guys love Star Trek so much, uh, the Orville started back up. Yeah, it did. Uh, it's yeah. definitely yeah, it on did. my to watch list with I've about a million other shows. Mm. Uh, they all dropped uh-huh. like within it a two week span. It is like, wild. Why would you do that? Yeah. To me? Like, I, I, I literally have probably mm. forty shows that I could get back into or watch or whatever. And nah. and then I just noticed today that a Russian Doll isn't even listed on them. And I'm like, I didn't even realize there was another season oh, of Russian no. Doll. And uh-huh. I decided to add that one too. So I have good news though. One's been cancelled. <laughs> What's that? Only the the wolves thing that you like raised by. Oh wolves yeah, that got, got cancelled. I get this yeah. wrong every time, but yeah. I got cancelled. Yeah. So hey, just to get off your listen, list. Listen, it's bad when yeah. when you're hoping stuff you watch gets cancelled. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I love, bad I it love is. that show uh-huh. so much. It made me mad. Um, all right, if you want to support what goes on at Sif Pop, uh, the website sifpop.com or here on the podcast, you can do that at Patreon, patreon.com slash siftpop. It starts at three bucks a month. Uh, there's some bonus episodes for some levels, some other fun perks. You may want to check that out. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash siftpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you want to email us, you can do that too. Feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than using a gun as a face knife. Uh, We will be back (laughs) next week. 
uh, with more movies. I think maybe a little bit of a dinosaurs next week. Um, so yeah. we will catch you guys no, then. Papa. Bye. Bye. Bye, Papa. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.